Hello, and welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, today is another solo episode of the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. Um, I feel like I haven't... <laughs> I feel like I haven't done this podcast in a very long time, um, which is uh, partly because I was uh, queuing up a bunch so I could focus on the big event that I focused on last week, that I had last week. Uh, but ironically, this is like the fourth attempt I've made to record this specific podcast, um, or at least the podcast that I'm hoping to release uh, today. Um because I just can't find the thread. Can't find exactly what it is I want to say. I, uh, I'm all over the place. Which I suppose is to be expected, considering uh, all the things that I've just gone through for my big event. I don't, I don't know why I'm being cagey about the event. I, I run a comedy festival, um, the 208 Comedy Fest. Um, and uh, any of you who listen to this and happen to come down, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Um, and maybe you can attest that it's a, a pretty large endeavor. Um, and it takes up a great deal of my time and, and energy and emotional and spiritual energy. And yeah, so I was recording podcasts ahead of time and, uh, 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 uh and it, <laughs> because I knew that it was going to cause me to be too distracted to focus on um, providing a good message, right? Like this podcast, uh, obviously I'm, I'm missing the mark on most of these, but my intent is to provide a good message for people, to provide insight as to into what I go through and how I, I deal with things in, in an effort to kind of hopefully share that with other people and, and give them, um, I don't want to say hope. I mean, I, I just, just an awareness that other people are going through similar things and, and frankly, organizing a massive four day, um, event with, you know, I had 60 people from out of town and, uh, artists, 60 artists from out of town. So dealing with them and, and having to juggle all the personalities and scheduling 20 different shows with six or seven people on every show and all the things like all of that. It's a scheduling nightmare. It's not necessarily the most relatable situation. So, um, I knew that I needed to, to get a bunch of these in the hopper so that I didn't have to think about trying to switch gears. Uh, and all of that is a, a familiar rambling attempt to explain why I'm having a hard time getting this specific episode out. Um, I recorded one uh, a couple days ago that uh, I realized after the fact seemed very shallow and, I don't know, cursory. And I don't, I don't want to provide cursory insight. I, I want, I want, I won't, I'm hoping to never put up an episode, uh, to never publish anything that, that people walk away thinking, yeah, he's just phoning it in. And I guess that's it. I felt like I, in the end, it felt closer to phoning it in than being true to myself, which is again, a fear I have, uh, continuing to ramble on right now that I won't be able to be vulnerable, uh, in an adequate way. Um, <laughs> vulnerable in an adequate way that I won't be adequately vulnerable, that I will, uh, that I'll do the thing, right? Like people, 
And people who are familiar with recovery, people who are in recovery, there's a there's a measure of leaning into your same stories, leaning into your same beats. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm guilty of it. Everybody's guilty of it, no matter what the situation. If you get familiar with something, you become expertise at something, for lack of a better word, you kind of have your approaches that you know you're just kind of saying the words. And, uh, you know, that I, I'm hoping to avoid that uh, as much as I can. But um, I suppose my version of that is to just ramble on and then uh, lose the thread and then hopefully find my way back. But regardless, uh, it occurred to me that perhaps the most relatable thing that I could offer in um, in hindsight or, 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 or in um, a post-mortem review of handling my festival and, 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 and walking through the festival and successfully remaining sober uh, would be to just talk about that, right? Because like I, like I sort of described a moment ago, this, this festival is a huge deal. Um, well, I mean, it's a huge deal to me because I'm, I'm emotionally and spiritually invested in it and perhaps more uh, 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 triggering, I'm Im- financially invested in it, right? So it hits every one of the uh, the triggers, right? Like I, I it, it takes a lot of my, it takes all of my focus, it takes all of my heart and and my my spiritual conditioning and my spiritual energy and my my emotional energy and my physical energy and all my finances, right? Uh, not all of them, but you know, it it, it hits all of the potential triggers uh, uh, for relapse. Let's say, um, and I'm in. I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm going to spend four solid nights. Um, and realistically, it's it's six because I got the setup and I got the cleanup, you know, pre and pre and post. But you know, it's four solid nights of running around navigating in bars uh, and trying to be the master of ceremonies, trying to be um, you know the 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 host to all of the 60 performers that I brought in to perform at the festival, as well as all of the people who come out to see the shows and all the employees of the, of the venues and, and, and people in the press and all of the things, right? Like I'm, I'm the master of ceremony. So I have to be, I have to be on as much as I'm capable of being on. And, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I can, I can live in that space. Um, but it does get tiring after several days and being in a, triggering environment right like i like i said these are performances that are happening these are shows that happen in bars so i'm consciously putting myself in a ragged situation i'm gonna i'm going to be running myself ragged intentionally wearing myself thin staying up far later than i generally do and getting up relatively early in response so that i can get the next day's activities rolling and making sure Everything is prepared, and and some of the activities or, or, or some you know some of the shows require stuff happening the day of that I can't do anything about until the day of, right? So there's there's lots and lots of things up in the air, and I'm 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 trying to keep everything in balance, and I'm running around, and <laughs> I have deep emotional uh, baggage 
with my partner in the festival, right? So there's that. So there's there's just the festival itself in and of itself carries a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of, of you know, just weight. But pile on top of that a <laughs> very, very difficult situation, potentially difficult situation with my actual business partner in the festival. It's just one more thing. It's just one more thing that's piled on top of me that, again, I'm doing to myself consciously, right? Because this is this is the third year of this festival. I, I entered into this festival with several years of sobriety and recovery under my belt. And point being, I was in a state that I felt comfortable beginning this kind of a project in my recovery, in, in a state in my sobriety where I felt comfortable putting myself in this kind of a situation, knowing that it was going to be uh, uh, turning the not, the dial closer and closer to red, like the, the, the needle starting to get into the red as the, the weekend goes on, right? Because it's a Thursday through Sunday event. And Saturday night is like the real big, big time when you've got, when I've got the, the major headliner performing. And, and, you know, at any given time, there was like three, three to five shows going on at once, all of which I'm basically responsible for. So by Saturday night, I'm in the red, you know, and I, that's intentional. It's, it's understood. I'm expecting it. I'm trying to be cognizant of it the entire time while at the same time remaining calm and collected in my exterior, which if anybody sees me during those events, they know that that's not working. But as far as my internal state is concerned, what you see on the outside as frantic and manic and, and, you know, just running from A to B to C to D as it clearly I am, just consider that that is calm (laughs) compared to what's going on inside. So... I guess what I'm saying is I I entered into this conscious that it was a potentially triggering situation to be in, a potentially dangerous situation to be in. Um, I mean, because anytime you're you're fatigued and I'm not eating right and I'm not getting enough sleep, right? Like all those things are just, those are danger zones. And I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel from the outset like I had the spiritual conditioning, the spiritual awareness, the solid recovery under my belt that my my legs are under me you know to even attempt it um and uh you know and and I've, I've remained sober through three of these now um and um you know i i'm, I'm not saying that because i feel I, i'm not looking for like accolades i i i want to acknowledge that i've done this Again, not to stroke, pat my own back, but to, I guess, <sighs> offer myself as an example of, of the things you can do in recovery, I guess. I, I don't know how better to put that, right? Like, being in a strong physical and emotional and spiritual condition... I am capable of doing basically whatever I put my heart into and succeeding at it and succeeding at it insofar as remaining in recovery by walking through it, right? Like, obviously those things are not going to 
cause whatever my event is or whatever the situation is. Like I'm trying to speak this in generals in, in case, you know, someone out there is considering not doing some significant thing in their life because they're not sure they can do it and remain sober. I guess that's my point is it is possible so long as it is possible for me to, 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 to basically in embrace any project and remain in recovery so long as I am cognizant and, and conscious of my own state leading into up to it throughout the entire time and after the fact, right? Like it's basically remaining present in my life at all times. And I, anybody who's experienced that, even like just a wedding or, or, or a, a big cele- birthday celebration or, or whatever, you get in the middle of it and, and it's easy to, to not be paying attention. It's easy to realize, oh, I've been uh, at this wedding for, you know, you, you look up and it's, it's midnight at the reception. You're like, oh gosh, that, that just happened, right? Like, it's just what happens. You get, you get caught up in the event and things are just rolling and you're just kind of going and going. And that's, it's, it's a wonderful state. And especially if it's a fun environment, that's great. But as an alcoholic, as someone in recovery, that's also a potentially dangerous spot for me, right? Like if I were to just slide into that kind of a state during my festival, during any major event that, that I, I participate in, if I, if I drop into that kind of just running on autopilot mode, cause there's just so much going on and you're just kind of, I'm just kind of enjoying myself in that way that like my memories of like my own wedding and, and, and early like, uh, uh events that I'd gone to in, in my youth, like my memories of those are just kind of scattered, just fun party events, right? Like, because you just, I just enter into, I, I, I I'm assuming this is a common thing. If you, you go to a, a major fun event and you just kind of go into it and you're just having fun, uh, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't, you're not laying down solid tracks of memory. You're just fucking enjoying yourself. (laughs) So I guess it sounds like what I'm saying is I can do any kind of major event like that and still embrace it and still engage in it. But I have to, uh, (laughs) I have to accept that I'm not going to just have fun, which I guess I just walked myself into that corner, but that's not really what I meant. It's just remaining present, right? Like I, I know entering in as people start arriving for my fest, as people start showing up and, you know, on Thursday I start glad handing people and meeting the first group of people to come through and, and getting the shows set up and making sure things are running, uh, you know, as smoothly as possible. Um, you know, there's, there's an aspect of that where it would be easy to just kind of slide into autopilot and just be like, okay, this is going to work like this and we're going to do this. And, and I guess what I'm saying is, you know, a, a quote unquote normal condition that, to to uh, normal thing to do in that condition would be to you know celebrate that with a drink right like that's that's what we do in this culture we just we celebrate everything with a drink and uh, I'm putting on a comedy festival so all of these people who are coming in to perform and have fun in the festival and and enjoy watching the festival for the most part they're all all getting a little bit tipsy if not all the way drunk um, and yeah several days of that being around that environment being in the middle of that environment, trying to be the master of the ceremonies of that environment. Yeah. The potential for danger is extremely high. Like I said, and that's what I'm saying is 
remaining present throughout all that is the key because I am aware at all times during those high stressful events. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's not quite accurate. I, I want to be aware. I try to remain aware and I try to remain cognizant of how aware I am. If that makes sense. It's not just trying to remain aware of my environment and of, of my own spiritual conditioning and my own emotional state during it. It's also remaining aware of whether I'm remaining aware because that's kind of the trick because it's easy to not be aware and that not even realize it because that's the danger is, is when you don't realize you're not paying attention, the next thing you know, you're doing something you don't want to do. And in my case, that's the, 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 the super, super terrifying idea would be all of a sudden having a drink in my hand, right? Of course, it's not flattering to admit that that's what's constantly on my mind throughout the entire event, throughout any major event, anytime I'm in any public environment, anytime I'm out. I mean, I go out and <clears throat> I go out to bars semi-frequently in general, not because I want to be in a bar, but because that's where... Uh, that's where dancing happens. And I like to go out and dance to let off steam and, and just kind of have fun. And, you know, if there was a, a cool, fun environment that was also sober, I would go there. But, you know, I, I've gone to a handful of uh, recovery driven dances and they're as awkward as they may uh, sound on paper. Um, and so, you know, and they're not every weekend. Point being, anytime I'm out like that, anytime. I'm out in an environment like that that's uh, basically just a party environment and in, in, in revolving around alcohol and, and drugs, I guess, but I'm not generally around drugs. But I'm always aware of just how dangerous that drink is, right? And it a normal weekend and a normal day, the needle's not pegging on red or near red, right? I'm not running high in the high danger zone. But during my festival, during several days of this, after several days of this, after several days of, of dealing with, you know, whatever complications arise, there's always something comes up. Always there's some kind of confusion or some kind of drama or some kind of, um, you know, a mistake that happens or someone drops out or, uh, personality conflicts or whatever, something, you know, always happens. It's, it's an event. I have to always remain, you know, I deal with everything and I'm, 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 it's like if you could just hear a narrator or like the heartbeat of what's going on in my internal monologue, right? Like dealing with this, dealing with that, you know, trying to assuage personalities, trying to, to, to meter my own response to things, trying to remain as calm and and collective and and rational. And, and throughout the whole thing, uh, there's just this little tiny voice in the back of my head saying, there's a drink over there. There's a drink over there. There's a drink over there. And that, that's, kind of what recovery is for me is being able to live and function in my life and never allow that voice to slide into the the center uh, of my consciousness, right? And take over my consciousness, right? Like that's a, I mean, that, that I mean, it's a little bit dramatic. I, things aren't that simple, but, but for illustrative purposes, that's kind of what I'm getting at is I tr- I have to remain constantly aware of that, right? Like, and in, in how that manifests, um, you know, 
and how that manifests, you know, and for me is like, like okay, probably the the most uh, the simple way to illustrate it is it, it, uh, we have uh, donated liquor that's left over from the first year of the festival, which I don't know, uh, and we we still continue to use for the after party for the comics, right? Like we have a big after party on the last night of the or on the last major night on Saturday night. You know, it's a midnight to two a.m. party that I try and throw as much alcohol at them as possible so that, you know, my whole intent is to throw these people a huge fun party, right? And that for better or worse often just means giving them as much liquor as they want, right? Like enough liquor to just throw it away and not even think about it. Which means, you know, for two years, you know, because we got a, we got a few bottles donated the first year and they didn't go through them all, so I saved them for the second year and didn't go through them all and, and even have a couple bottles left after this, the third year, and I was grabbing them to go stick them back in the box, and there was uh, like a third of a bottle of of vodka left. Right there was a th- there was whatever there was <laughs> a third of a bottle of vodka just sw- swishing around as I was carrying it down to the box, and I can just feel it in my hand. I could just feel this open bottle of <laughs> escape, right? Like I've just, you know, it's Sunday, early Sunday, and I've just spent three nights just fucking pushing myself to the limit, fatigued and emotionally wrought and wrung out and 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 also with that sense of relief because basically all of the major events have passed and things have at that point Everything had rolled out and no major, major events, no major, major problems had occurred, right? I'd had a couple of emotional things that I had triggered in myself that were my own doing. And even those I had at least made an attempt to deal with. So like as I'm going to collect the alcohol so I can stuff it away for another year, I've got this sense of like, okay, man, things are like, I'm on the downslope here. Everything's doing, going so much better. I've, I've made it through all of this and I'm, I'm carrying this liquor down to the box and then I look down and I just see this fucking, I mean, it's swishing around and it's the perfect amount, right? It's the perfect amount. It's the perfect amount that I can just fucking kick back, right? Like, and that's still right there in my brain. Right? Like it's been over 10 years since I've let myself do anything that fucking destructive. Right. And it's been, it's been at least eight since it's even been an issue. Right. You know, I mean, the early sobriety being around a bottle of liquor like that, I, I don't want to be carrying it, not alone and not, 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 you know, not for, for, not for more than a few minutes if I can help it. Right. Like, I mean, it's an unflattering thing to admit about yourself. But it's the truth, and it's, you know, one of the most critical parts of recovery is the humility to accept, hey, I'm actually affected by this. This is a real thing, right? Like, I'm not gaining any points for myself, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, there's nothing to prove to someone that, like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic, but I can be around alcohol. I can sit here and have this thing in front of me, and it's not going to affect me, because it is affecting me, right? And to me, that's... (sighs) (laughs) that's the first step honestly and it's it's the kind of drumbeat of the first step is like i am powerless over this 
right? And as I'm carrying that fucking bottle and I'm, you know, I, I know where I'm going with it. There's a, there's a fucking container there and I'm going to, you know, move it 25 feet or however dif- the distance is. And in that space, I'm like, holy fuck, this thing is still powerful. It's like, it's like plutonium in my hand. I can just feel it. And that was my walk away, right? Like I put it in the box, closed it up, put the other unopened ones in there with it, closed it up, took it back over to my parents' house because, (laughs) you know, that's, I'm, I am in recovery. I'm, I'm set and stable and I've, I've had beer and wine and, and even liquor in my house in the last 10 years, I mean, it's been present, not for very long, but it's been here. I've had people over and had barbecues or whatever. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm incapable of being around it, but I know better than to fucking store a couple couple boxes or even a couple bottles of vodka in my garage. That's a no go. So yeah, I, I, uh, you know, took it back to my folks house and, stash it over there and uh, you know I, I guess that's that's that kind of just describes the whole thing right like if 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 anyone out there wonders like how how can I as someone in recovery and maintaining my sobriety engage in some kind of activities like this where I am intentionally surrounding myself with drunk people and with alcohol and I'm, I'm engaging with those people and I'm, I'm, you know, offering it to them and, and, and trying to, to be, I'm not trying to be the life of the party. I was never any good at that anyway, but let alone as the sober person at the party. But I'm, I am acutely aware that if I'm not, present and have a good demeanor, then it's going to negatively affect everyone else trying to have fun. And so, yeah, I, I'm that aspect of the life of the party, trying to be like the undercurrent of the party, like, hey, I'm good, so you guys should be good. If any of you wonder, like, how I can do that, how I, how I can go out, how I can go down, you know, I, I often am alone downtown on a Saturday night. Right, that's just how shit just shakes out for me often, and I still want to go have fun. I still want to go meet girls. I still want to go talk to people, you know. And it's <sighs> all of that stuff is challenging when you're not drinking. I mean, I, I'm the first person to point that out because you know I'm often I often just feel very awkward. I'm I'm out and I'm alone and I'm not drinking and I'm you know. But if you wonder how it is that I'm I'm you know, I, I do these things and still remain sober. This is how, right? Like I never lose sight and I never minimize the fact that at a core level, everybody's walking around with the poison that will kill me, right? That, that I'm intentionally putting myself in an environment and, and I'm surrounding myself by people who are doing what I can't do. Right. And if I don't feel like I'm in an emotional state, in a spiritual condition to be okay with that, then I don't go. And, you know, back to my festivals, if, if I didn't feel like I was in a state that I could handle it, I wouldn't do it.
which is, you know, a testament to my recovery because the first year of my festival was extremely uh, emotionally taxing, right? That was very, very difficult and very, very... I, I can't even talk about it uh, on here. I, it, there's too much. Um, but the fact that I was able to walk through it and remain sober and, and not lose my shit and not lose everything uh, as a result, you know, it it's something I'm I'm proud of in a humble way because it's a testament to where I was in my recovery that I was capable of walking through. Cause it was, I mean, it, it was, it was in the most emotionally taxing part of my life probably ever. Um, and I was still capable of doing all those things of carrying the load of uh, the same thing, like being the master of ceremonies, juggling a hundred balls up in the air, trying to make sure nothing falls through the cracks and trying to make sure everybody's having a good time and, and a, you know, attend to the uh, needs of, a, you know, 50 different artists and, and their particularities and, and, you know, for the most part, they're laid back comics, but, you know, everybody's got their own needs and, and to walk through that you know that was that was enough for me to be like okay i i can probably continue to do these festivals from a recovery aspect from an emotional aspect I, i'm capable of doing this if i was capable of making it through this first one then the rest of these should be no problem no problem i am if i could make it through that first one i can make it through any other one right and again that's not like i'm building up uh, it's not like I can build up, um, um, hit points or something. It's not, it's not, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get some kind of reprieve because I made it through some major taxing events and now I can relax. Uh, you know, it's not like that. I, I, I had a, a counselor, uh, who was in the outpatient treatment place that I was trying to go to before I could really get my head around recovery and, uh, you know, it was before I was actually sober, before I actually became sober. But but what this guy said still sticks with me and it resonates. And and this is the application. Like he 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 likened uh recovery to breathing and he's like, you know, just because I've been breathing every day for the last twenty seven years doesn't mean now I get to take a break, right? And it's that's the, the idea of recovery is just because I have been sober for 10 plus years and just because I was capable of walking through this major event and deal with all the stresses and the complications and still remain sober and in, in my body, that doesn't give me an opportunity to now just go on vacation from it, right? It's still today. It's still right now. I'm still living in this moment. That was that moment, and I made it through it, and now I'm in this moment, and I have to make it through this moment. And, and that, that, that's kind of what that, that feeling of holding that plutonium vodka in my hand was like. I made it through all that shit last night. I dealt with all of these drunk people. I dealt with, um, you know, uh, whatever emotional baggage was still sitting out there with all the shit that happened. But holding that bottle of vodka as I'm walking it from A to B, like, part of me is like, yeah, 
great. That was last night. This is right now. And you're holding a, a plutonium in your hand and, you know, get it where it needs to go and uh, <laughs> go take a minute and meditate, brother. <laughs> um, and that's kind of my mindset, right? Like if I'm going to go out dancing on a, on a weekend night and especially if I'm not going with, uh, going with my girlfriend or going with other, other or meeting other people down there, I do a gut check, you know, I, I get myself ready. I, I, I verify inside, Hey, am I, am I okay to do this? Cause I've had plenty of times where I'm, I kind of think to myself, I'm actually, I'm just not feeling it. Right. Like, and that, that's just how it feels. Right. Like it, it's the same culmination of like, eh, I'm a little tired. I don't have the pep in my step, any number of things that like might just discourage you from going out on a Saturday night anyway, where you're just like, eh, I'd rather just sit at home and watch it, watch TV or something, you know, that that's still there, but kind of laced inside of it is also an awareness that if I try and ignore that and still push through it, I'm in the danger zone. Right. And, and, you know, that's, that's what, you know, that's what people mean when they say like, check your motivations. You know, if you're, if you're attending, meetings regularly you'll probably hear that you know just check your motivations if you if you have pure motivation or pure reason you know if you're going somewhere you know make sure you're going there for a purpose right and you know most often people are referring to like going to hear music or something right because that's that's a big one people people worry they're going to get sober and get in recovery and then not be able to go see their favorite band play at the fucking bar downtown or 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 you know at a concert event or whatever it's not true Check your motivation. If you're going because you enjoyed getting fucked up and it didn't matter what music was playing, yeah, you probably don't have a reason to be going back to those events. But if you're going because you actually loved those, whatever, that band, and yeah, part of that included getting hammered while you were watching them, but it was because you fucking loved them in the first place, you're still going to be able to love the that band. You're still going to go, you're still going to be able to enjoy the experience of going to do the shit you used to do when you were drunk all the time, sober. You just are, as long as you check your motivations, right? And that's what I do. You know, that's that's how that's how I made it through three festivals. That's how I made it through, you know, I'm also engaged, involved in tree forts. That's how I made it through the, the handful of tree forts I've been a part of. I check my motivation. I verify whether I'm actually capable of dealing with this uh and remaining sober um and i'm honest with myself you know i'm honest with myself of where i am at at any moment you know and i did have moments during my fest that just passed where you know i'm getting overwhelmed with things and people you know i'm receiving like 25 text messages in 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 10 minutes and people are running up asking questions and and asking you know which in the moment feel like very stupid questions like well where am i supposed to put this I'm like i don't fucking know go put it over there why are you asking me you know just i'm the buck stops here guy and part of that is people are going to come to me because i've put myself as the buck stops here guy and and in the middle of all that somebody asked me something and it was just like i could just feel like i tipped past a point and had, you know, I had, I was, I was about to flip out and I just stopped and put my hands on the desk and closed my eyes and was like, and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm fine. Just give me a second and breathe through it. And like, you know, and, and I guess I, to be fair, I'm not going to claim that I was perfect 
throughout the whole event, right? Like the only thing I did perfectly throughout that whole event was I stayed sober, right? I didn't let myself get, I didn't, I didn't get over one run. I don't, I just shouldn't make it sound like I let myself do anything. I didn't get overwhelmed. I didn't become, um, disengaged with myself and, and lose my sense of being in the moment, um, to an extent that I lost my balance and became, you know, and, and, and relapsed, right? Like I, I, that's the only thing I did perfectly. I was rude to people. I barked at people. I made people feel bad. I, I had to make amends to people. I did, you know, uh, uh, I just, I did, I just wasn't, I wasn't as perfect as I like to be. I'm not a Zen guy. I, you know, I, 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 I have the incongruous vision of myself as someone who is cool, calm and collected, but everyone around me is like, no, dude, you freak out and you're yelling at people. And that's who I am. Right. Like, and, and I accept that and I accept that it's not for everyone. And, and I accept that when I engage, when I'm actually in that mode, I, I hurt people's feelings and, and I do my best to, well, I surround myself with people who aren't going to get their feelings hurt in those moments because, you know, if you're, you're trying to do a bunch of things, you can't be constantly worried about hurting people's feelings. A, first of all, but that's, that's just management and B knowing that if, especially having surrounded myself with those kind of people still hurting their feelings, I got to do something about it. Right. So yeah, in those moments throughout the high stress conditions of the festival, when the fucking needles hitting and pegging on red and, and I'm getting, getting overrun, I did my best to maintain presence and to be cool, calm and collected and also did my best to amend for those moments when I wasn't capable of doing that. All of which, all of which is in service of maintaining my sobriety, right? Because <laughs> the secret to my festivals, the secret ingredient, the, the, the thing that I'm actually focusing my energy on when I'm doing a major event like that, the secret is... All I'm trying to do is offer joy. I'm trying to spread joy and love, which I recognize sounds weird, especially considering that I'm just like a high strung ball of energy who's barking orders and, and, and not being friendly and all of the things that I, I appear in the middle of it as it's like, that's the, that's <laughs> the imperfection of me, right? Because what I'm attempting to do is to offer joy and love. And I try and keep that inside of my gut and in my heart throughout the whole time. And, and, and when I described a minute ago of taking a moment and meditating to myself, it was to find that moment of being like, hey, 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 find the joy, find the love. Why are you doing this if you're not offering that, right? And that's, that's what I try to remember the whole time. Why am I doing this if it's not to offer this joy and love, right? And if, if the answer were uh, anything else, if the answer were I can't find it, that'd be bad and I'd probably have to give it all up. But it, it isn't. You know, once I'm, I'm able to let the chaos wash through me and I can find that moment of like, whoa, 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 relax. What are you doing here? And I re remember that and then I, I take a, a couple of breaths and I find that that centering of, of offering the joy and the love that I'm trying to spread. 
I'm able to walk through it. I'm able to look at the person who's bringing something to me that just triggered me to be over the top annoyed or whatever and be like, hey, okay, so what are you asking me? What what do you need from me? And again, that may sound hypocritical if somebody out there received the brunt of my barking. I, all I can say is this is genuinely what's going on inside me and, and I and I genuinely apologize if I didn't already for, for making you feel like that. You know, I doubt any of those people are actually listening, but if it gets back to you that Dylan's over here talking about what a fucking saint he is, it's not what I'm saying. I recognize that I am not any good at it, but that is my motivation because that is my motivation for the festival. The whole reason I'm trying to do this comedy festival is I want to spread joy and love and offer this to this small town here, the even smaller community of people who give a fuck and hopefully build something nice with it. And, uh, you know, from year one, I realized the only thing that I could do is offer that because I can't control who's going to come watch my shows. I can't control how many people come out. I can't control how the performances are going to be. All I can do is offer my heart as purely as possible and hopefully it's received. And I guess in a way that's kind of the same, I mean, yeah, it's a stretch, but it's the same motivation when I'm doing anything where I'm putting myself out in a situation like that, right? Like my festival is one thing, but going out on a weekend night, putting myself out in, 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 in the bars so I can go dance and have fun. If I'm not doing it from a space of like joy, then I really got to question why I'm doing it. Cause if I'm not going out to have fun, then what am I going out for? Right. Like if I'm not doing this potentially, if I'm not, if I'm putting myself in a potentially dangerous situation and I'm not doing it with the intent of, of joy and, 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 and love, I guess, I know that's tougher to find the joy and love of going out to go dance to, uh, you know, whatever pop music, but if I'm not doing that, then, then, you know, what, what is my motivation? And, you know, for me, more often than not, my motivation would be to actually, uh, if not go get drunk, then to kind of, uh, draft off of the drunk people energy out there, which is not healthy and is not safe and is not, it's not an acceptable motivation, not for me. Right. And I can say without, hesitation at least for the last you know however many years I, I've never gone out with the intent of drafting off of the energy of of drunk people other than just the positive energy that's out there sometimes but that's not necessarily because they're drunk it's just because sometimes being out with a group of people and in, in, in a you know a, a nice warm sun, summer evening there's just positive energy out there man that's that's fun to ride on but if my motivation is to go uh suck off the energy of, of drunk people enjoying themselves, quote unquote, not acceptable. And, you know, I don't know. I guess that's, that's my takeaway from, from the festival and what I can offer here, uh, is, you know, I, as long as my motivations are pure, and my intent is pure and I'm aware of how fundamentally dangerous it is for me to be, how fundamentally dangerous alcohol is for me, right? Like, again, 
that's probably the biggest obstacle that I had to face early on in my recovery and, you know, and having years under my belt, it's, it's no less embarrassing or humbling to have to admit constantly to myself that, Hey, yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm next to the death, right? Like I, I can't drink. I can't, I can't do this, right? It's not, it's the difference between like someone offering me a drink and saying, no, I, I'm good for now. Or I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I, that's okay. Maybe later. Like I don't respond like that. If somebody offers me a drink, I say no. <laughs> and then I throw it at them. No, I, I just say no, I, I don't drink. Right. And nobody cares, but it's an intent, right? Like I'm not, I don't minimize this. I don't drink because I am a fucking alcoholic and I can't drink because I'm an alcoholic. So there's no equivocating and there's no, I don't, I don't soft pedal that. And with that comes having to do a gut check inside and be like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't hold this open bottle of vodka in my hand without feeling this draw towards destroying myself. I can't. Whatever is in me that makes this the thing, as unflattering as it is, as much as I wish it wasn't there sometimes, it is. And being able and willing to just accept that and face it and breathe through it and move on with my life that's how I do it. That's how I'm able to put myself in high stress conditions like that, surrounded by alcohol and still walk through it and remain sober is I never lose sight of that awareness. Um, and the rest of the shit just kind of rolls up from there. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I guess that's all I have to say about my festival and that's all I have to say about going out drinking or going out into a, a weekend where people are drinking and, uh, and going out into a drinking environment and not drinking, right? Is I just remain aware of my own condition and all that means is just I remain present. I remain present. I remain aware of what's going on, what my motivation is at any given moment. And... um yeah, I don't, I don't hide from it. Whew. Uh, so I don't know. I hope that was interesting enough to listen to. And if it wasn't and you turned it off, then you can't hear this part of it anyway. But, uh, I really, really appreciate you listening, uh, and, um, taking the time to, uh, I don't know, pay attention to what I'm, what I'm saying here. I, I, I don't know what I'm saying at this point, I, other than, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to, reach out and I really appreciate people who have reached out and, and just, just to say hi and give me a little bit of feedback about the podcast. I really appreciate it. And you know, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can contact me through the contact, contact us link on the eavesdrop podcast network. And, um, you know, life is, life is long and it's hard, but it's also short and you only got one way through it one time through. And, uh, my heart really goes out to anybody struggling. Really, this is no joke, and it's a pain in the ass. And I love you, 
and as much as I don't know anything, you know, I don't know most of you, but I love you, and I especially love any of you out there struggling in your own recovery. It is possible. You know? So, yeah, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day. I'll wake up when I'm sober, which will probably be.